0: Welcome to Big Blend Radio with your hosts, Lisa and Nancy, editors of BigBlendMagazine.com.
1: Welcome to Big Blend Radio's first Friday toast of the Arts and Parks show with Nancy and Lisa, the publishers of big blend radio and tv magazine as well as parks and travel magazine and of course we're full-time travelers on the love your parks tour documenting parks and public lands across the country now we document parks and public lands and their communities but there's a whole bunch of artists that get out there and stay in a park for a month and get to create and they make amazing work whether it's music pottery painting multimedia all filmmaking photography you name it they're out there doing it and it's all through the national parks arts foundation and we're always so excited our first friday show every month this is it the first friday is dedicated to parks and the arts and we do it with the national parks arts foundation and this is we've been doing this for a few years now and it's been so cool And I didn't realize how many years until today. As we record this, today's show is dedicated to Dry Tortugas National Park. So imagine this. You get to go on an island, your own island. It's known as Loggerhead. You have your own island, and you get to create on your own tropical island for a month. You have to have another person with you because... You're on your own. (laughs) You really are. They bring you in on a boat and you're bringing all your food that you need for a month. There's no grocery store runs. None of that. There's no bar (laughs) down the street. None of that happens. But you do have sea turtles. You have amazing sunrises, sunsets. You have the ocean. You have so much history that's there. And so a lot of artists apply for this unique experience. There is no experience other than that. And that's through the National Parks Arts Foundation. So I don't care if you are a writer, a painter, a poet, be a priest, I don't know what it is. But if you are a creative person, check out this opportunity, go to nationalparksartsfoundation.org. There's nothing like this. You get to stay for one month on this island, and it's not that easy, though. So we're very excited today because we have a reunion of almost everyone that has done this experience, which starts all the way back to 2015. But first, before we bring all the artists on, we're going to bring Tanya Ortega, who's the founder of the National Parks Arts Foundation. And by the way, for Dry Tortugas, for visitors going there, you got to check that out too. It's nps.gov forward slash drto. That's for the park. And then for National Parks Arts Foundation, I've got to give them a, another shout out, nationalparksartsfoundation.org. But welcome back, Tanya Ortega. How are you?
2: I'm great. Thank you for having me. I'm calling in from Hawaii.
1: I know. So. I like Hawaii music at the end of the show because you know we can't <laughs> all balance it all. She's but so listen, lucky. This is so. I mean, when I talk about this at the introduction, I, I you know all my notes go out the window because this is so unique. I, there's no other artist residency like this, really. There it. is
2: absolutely. No residency that I know of one could have come up in the last week or so that is like this and it is the Mm. most remote off grid in the national park system. I mean, it is it is an incredible experience. And as some of the artists know, I've I've shown up to dry tortugas. um, uh, Not as much as I would like to. It is idyllic. Uh, Mm. I, I thought but I was only there for a few days. and the reason that we we started this one is there is such a history at loggerhead key and at the park itself that needs to be shown to people through art and there is no Mm -hmm. other way i am convinced and it does not take that much convincing um to show the public what is there uh and i have to give a shout out to the national park service that's there Mm -hmm. they have been great they've been so so good with the artists and the program and thankfully we've had sponsors that are able to support this too and um, hopefully hopefully more sponsorship in the year to come and i have to also give just a huge shout out to the artists they have spared no expense to make sure that that they're able to get there they they pay for their own food Um, And it is not an easy task to go somewhere for a month and to be able to know what to bring and everything that's involved while being creative. So it is an incredible adventure as far as I can tell. And I can't wait to hear the stories, but it does take a lot of persistence and a lot of patience for the artist.
1: Mm. So we started it
2: because it's an incredible place. It's an incredible place. And it needs this kind of communication. Art reaches everybody.
1: But this is something that was so huge about with the artists being there, is that art transcends and goes globally. And and our guests today are around the world. Um, Loggerhead Key is not something that everyone as a park visitor is going to get to see, right? So this is, their art is one of the best ways we can experience Loggerhead Key.
2: Exactly. So the uh, one of the reasons, and there's many reasons why there is not a lot of footprints on Loggerhead Key, there's the Tortugas, there's the Lighthouse, there's all, all kinds of things. So m- most visitors, and I think I'm not exactly sure, but I think at the most they were bringing nine people a day to Loggerhead Key, and I don't even... Know that that happens every day. And I think the artists will really be able to tell us how many people actually show up and it fluctuates. Because it's, you know, it's an important area, the environment, everything that goes on there and some of our artists too apparently have worked with the scientists there um, with the the tortugas and the eggs and all kinds of things.
1: And and the amount of going underwater, above water, we're going to talk a lot about that. So I want to bring some of the artists on. And Tanya, you rock, man. You totally rock. You know that, right? You know, we've we've talked over the years. Oh, thank you. I remember the very first conversation we had. You're like, I'm literally over a volcano. I'm like, what? I'm in Yuma (laughs) on the wetlands. Like, I got egrets and you got lava. Like, there's a difference. (laughs) But this was so cool. so, oh, you know, just even covering this with the artists over the years has been so special, but uh, we have not chatted with Anna, uh, Anna Glenn over in Australia. Anna, uh, she is amazing. Nancy, Nancy, you and I were looking at her video work, right? Today. Mm-hmm. And in uh, cool. her art as well. Very cool. uh, everyone go to Anna Glenn, it's A-N-N-A Glenn. G L Y N N because you can spell it in different ways. Uh, AnnaGlyn.com. So Anna is an award-winning contemporary Australian artist, and she's you know connecting in from Australia. So she went from Australia. I don't know. Maybe she went from California. I don't know. But she she's in Australia now, and her and her partner, who's a biologist and a scientist artworker worker and curator Peter Dalmazo um, went out in the island and they were the very first ones who signed up for this. So Anna, welcome to the I show. How are you?
3: Thank you, Lisa. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you were you cool. the guinea pigs. The the, the, the,
3: yeah, the test pilot, the guinea pigs. Cool. That, um, we were a, a bit unsure of what we were going to, uh, you know, encounter, but we like adventure. Um, so, yeah, we got on a plane from Australia and flew all that way and got on a boat and yeah, and they dropped us off and left us.
1: <laughs> oh, they like, hello, pleasing, bye-bye. But this is interesting going from <laughs> Australia. Like, so I understand like living in America and going, okay, I know what food I want. I know... Denessa, we had a whole conversation about this, and Shannon. I know we've all talked about the food situation, about taking your food, right? But like you're from Australia, so like, did you bring Marmite with you? I just want to know if you brought hey. Marmite. No, no,
3: no, 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 no Vegemite or Marmite. No, oh. that wasn't that wasn't on the list. Um, oh. Yeah, our main thing was trying to find um, fresh fruit and vegetables that would last almost the whole time.
1: Mm, that's hard.
3: Yeah, oh. romaine lettuce lasted three weeks.
1: And cabbage.
3: <laughs> cabbage. We ended up with leftover cabbage.
4: No.
1: <laughs> that was on special by the last Dude. week. That, that makes was me special. think it's not a food. Yeah. That's well, you know, it's weird. Like, yeah, even as we travel, we're like, okay, we're going to transport salad and lettuce across the country, like across, yeah, like. No we're going to take this from Florida to Wisconsin. How long will it last? It does. Cause it's cold in Wisconsin, but that's, it's, it's, you really have to go into that whole thing, but you were the first ones. Were you nervous about it? And what appealed to you to do it in the first place?
3: Um, look, I found, I found the link and, um, sort of raced down. and Cause my husband, he works up the other end of the house. Um, and sort of said, look at this, look at this, <laughs> this yeah. looks great, you want to go? And he, he said, oh, yeah, yeah, okay, let's apply. So we didn't yeah. hesitate to apply. Um, and it's a great opportunity, uh, you know, to see a part of the world that yeah. is just so special. And as you've said about the history and the, the, the place is it has a an aura about it as well that you can feel the layers of history when you were there
1: mm. yeah and and it do, cool. do you feel any kind of connection back to Australia in that way in regards to Australia's got a good connection to the ocean the desert the I mean it kind of like there is a I feel Australia and America are connected and very connected to south africa our, our roots too of of living, but did you feel any connection? back um, to australia Yeah, in some
3: ways because you know that whole coastal thing and and um, snorkeling and that that's just something that because I'm on the east coast of Australia, so that's just something that you do every summer, mm. so um, it's I think the elemental thing of the water, that connection, and the the fish and weeds and seaweeds, and it's just it's just beautiful. Yeah, mm,
1: that's awesome. The,
3: the the birds were what I really um, found amazing because cool. when when we arrived uh, about a week in, the migration of the small songbirds arrived on the island.
1: Oh. So
3: it was like a Disney movie. Mm. I was just walking around with my arms up in the air, looking at all the different little beautiful Mm. birds. And then a couple of days later, the migratory predatory birds arrived and it was like carnage. You you know, you'd see this little beautiful bird flying up in the air and then this, this big, you know, Cork or something would fly down, and just be a, a bunch of feathers flying as it got eaten. So it, w- it really it was that when the the second migration came through, it was carnage. But that's tooth and claw. That's life. That's how things exist. Ah, Big, yeah. And
1: the more you go out in the wilderness, you the more you understand that that is wildlife. And I wonder if that's how we are as human species when you see in an art. And I want to get in. I, I want to bring everybody else on, but get into uh, talking more about birds and, and also uh, your imagery with Above and Below um, that is now in the Australian Parliament House art collection. And we watched some of clips of that. And um, I mean, talk about birds. Oh, my God, you know how to put on a dance. It's amazing. But I want to bring our next guest on Paula Springer and Carter McCormick, uh, both from Habitat Productions. It's a nonprofit, and they're calling in from Ireland today. I don't know if where is that. I don't know if that's where they really live all the time because they seem to be globe trotting and um, doing a lot of film work for parks, state parks. They've been to one of the places I want to go, the, o- the Okefenokee swamps. Oh my God, like I'm so jealous. But anyway, they did the dry tortugas and they did an amazing, amazing uh, film piece of that. I encourage you to go to their website, habitatproductions.org. But I'm going to introduce Paula first. Paula, welcome. How are you?
5: Hi, I'm good. How are you?
1: Oh, doing good, doing good. And Carter, how are you doing? I'm great good good so what are you doing in ireland is that where you guys live or do you just keep traveling
0: well uh i'm american and paula is chilean but right now we're living in ireland and we are (laughs) shooting our third feature film and i'm also working on my phd as well
1: wow okay what's it what's your feature film what's in what's it about
0: so, right now, there's a very big controversy in southwestern Ireland regarding the proposed harvesting of 1,700 hectares of kelp forest. Ooh, so, uh-huh. we're trying to document that uh, controversy and really just shed light on the kelp forest ecosystem here.
1: That's wow. amazing. That's really huge, especially... Oh, I I want to get on tangent, but does it does harmful algal blooms take on the kelp forest at all? Does that ever, or are they two separate things, from what you've seen? Because I, I we've covered harmful algal blooms, but I always wonder, like, do they compete, like as invasive species from the native plants in the ocean? Uh oh, he's <laughs> like no, no. Um,
5: well what we're focusing more here is the mechanical extraction that humans are doing here. Oh, okay. i don't believe that there's that like in florida where you get the red tide or anything like oh, that. Okay. i don't believe that west ireland suffers from that we do get a huge algae bloom around summer where the ocean literally turns green oh, but wow. i don't believe it's killing anything i don't okay. think it's a bad thing yeah okay. it's just
0: uh The nutrient runoff from a lot of agricultural processes can go into the ocean and cause these huge booms of algae. So I don't think it's very destructive, but it certainly makes our filmmaking process interesting because it looks like someone just like dumped Mm. a thousand highlighters into the ocean (laughs) and really changes (laughs) things underwater.
1: Oh, that's interesting. That's interesting. Paula, um, going to dry tortugas, what inspired you to go on and apply? You were you guys were the second artisan residence there, and um, what what made you say, okay, we're going there. We want to apply for it. Um, well, I remember the year that we went. I f- I actually found this
5: article on Facebook, and I was like, I just kind of saw it, and I was like, Carter, we should like really do this. I know it sounds crazy. It's an island. We're gonna be alone, but it also sounds amazing and we do wildlife films so it was right mm-hmm. up our alley and um, I believe that a year I don't it went viral I think there were many articles about it so we just applied and we just crossed our fingers mm-hmm. we dreamt about it we were so happy when we got it
0: mm-hmm.
5: but we pretty much as soon as we saw it we were like we have to do this because it's this amazing opportunity to be in a pristine beautiful place full of beautiful wildlife that you wouldn't necessarily find very easily in other places in the U.S. right Um, pristine coral reef and just the bird just the whole ecosystem is so unique so
1: we jumped at the opportunity to apply and you have your your film that you did structured growth which was I'd love it Nancy and I are also just thank you you have the the plant, you show how plants grow anywhere, you know, it was like, it just was so amazing to watch that. And um, it was just kudos to what you guys do. All of you guys, I mean, it's like, we bow down to your art big time. Oh, and I think what you do is, you know, everybody attaches, you know, they connect with art or, you know, attach it to a memory or a feeling and um, everyone has a different experience with art. We talk about that on the shows all the time. But um, what you guys have done is really showcase an area, all of you, um, that we don't all get to go to. And that's so important. It's so important. So many people won't be able to go to the Dry Tortugas as a whole, you know, and uh, depending on age, finances, where they are, you know, anything. But art can get there. And I think that's one of the most Tanya, don't you think one of the hugest things that what MPAF does with these residencies is that this art goes out globally, and
2: yeah, definitely, people can connect it with not it. Not only goes out, it goes out globally. I mean, it's all over the world. And I mean, believe it or not, <laughs> excuse me, since our very first residency, um, I saw her work in Lisbon. <laughs> excuse me, wow. after Death Valley
1: wow
2: <laughs> excuse me wow. wow i'm getting i'm getting too excited about it but um <laughs> also you know they also have the chance to donate um to the national archives too through the parks
1: mm. so
2: wow. it doesn't just stop in our generation keeps on going
0: mm.
2: um so that's kind of that's kind of super cool too that is cool that's cool
1: I want to move on to Julie and Matthew Chase. I think you guys were on our show twice. Um, they were 2017. And go to chasedaniel.com. Um, amazing husband and wife team that have also traveled all over documenting. And they do amazing work. Um, in so many, for- like multimedia, amazing work. And um, you guys, you, you, I think you came on before you went. And then you, after you went, and you guys went during a hurricane so (laughs) thank you We had um,
6: so much fun visiting with you and having the chance to do the before and after was fantastic i
1: know and it's good (laughs) to have you here on this reunion i was like oh i'm so glad you're here because it's so important because the residency is i mean we last year we went through three hurricanes nancy and i on the road and um it, it is part of it but why let that stop life <laughs> you know you, that's right i mean if everybody was worried about a, a hurricane in florida there would be no residents <laughs> right but you that might be did, better. yeah I mean, it, you know it's like okay we're not going to live in kansas anymore or <laughs> you know but everything's changing a lot quickly but yeah. you guys went through it and um this i'm so glad you're here because i want people to understand about It's a scary thing to go through, but there is a process, and you, the Park Service, also doesn't the Park Service make you go through training? They do.
6: You have to attend and uh, actually graduate from FEMA emergency preparedness training. And uh, that was, we both have our certificates, you know, they're, they're not quite cool. framed on the wall behind us right now, but they are a matter of real pride nonetheless. <laughs>
4: yeah, and the whole process of evacuation and during the hurricane, the Park Service was really phenomenal um, and responsible. and uh, mm. And so cool. what started as Alone on an Island, at a certain point was in a holiday and express in yes. you know near Orlando and then uh, back to the island. And so we really embraced the full range of what every the whole experience, including the evacuation and the
1: Wow. And the cleanup. You guys were part of the volunteer work as I remember. That's but right. You- it felt really meaningful
6: to go back and be a part of just trying to bring the island back to its former glory, you know, the buildings did fine. There was a little damage, uh, luckily nothing too, too serious, but there was a lot of down, uh, um, palm fronds mm. and coconuts, all the usual, uh, company that fall to the earth in a hurricane. And so we did a lot of work harvesting, you know, all the detritus on the Island. And that felt really meaningful to help bring it back to its jewel. It's capacity as a little jewel in the
1: landscape. Wow. It's amazing what you guys went through. I mean, it was just like you're here, then you it got changed around. Tanya, um, any words on this? Because I want you know artists to understand when they apply that this can't happen. But it's it's not the end of the world. Like you know yeah. what I mean? Like that's a good way of putting it, Lisa. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I I mean things happen. You I don't want to be you know don't listen to me, but really. Um, Tanya you guys were on it like you guys were all communicating at that time of what to do and what was brilliant to me was like the park service and everybody like the park service got to look after the park but they still looked after Julie and Matthew and Matthew and Julie looked after the park and you looked after both and everybody's working together. And even Holiday Inn hotels, I mean, even while a hurricane's going, you're going to go like, how's the hotel going to happen? You know, is it going to stay there? And will I get my bagel with cream cheese in the morning? <laughs> so you guys, <laughs> you know what I mean. They do have, is that the one where you get the waffle or pancake? Or, I can't remember uh, which one. There doesn't.
4: was nothing. The power was out. So we were oh,
1: just cooking. It. <laughs> mean, they get you? nothing. Did you bring your food from the island to your mm-hmm. hotel room and have to, like, oh, wow, did you do like that? We brought our cabbages with us. Yeah, <laughs>
4: we brought half our cabbages and ate them in Ocala, and then the other half we left in the refrigerator. And since it's all solar powered, um, the fridge was still on when we got back uh, several weeks later, and the cabbages uh, were still there. <laughs> they were
1: just fine. But there this whole show is, is a big commotion for cabbage. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, Listen, listen, cabbage producers, you need to fund MPAF for drug <laughs> <laughs> I'm just cabbage, saying, is, cabbage is one of those things. I think they're prehistoric. It's fibrous. Yes. <laughs> <I'm> just saying. <laughs> I'm sure you all know that. But <laughs> Tanya, Tanya, going it back never through that. never leaves you. But going through that. I mean, and you've continued the program, and the program's running and going, even during COVID, we'll talk to Shannon and, uh, you know, all of that too, but um, going through that hurricane, how did that make you feel as, you know, the founder of this going, oh, I want you all to be on an island, and then Um, (laughs) it comes.
2: Well, we really try to make sure that people know when they're applying that hurricanes can happen. It is hurricane season, and it, it, we really maybe even over overdo it uh, on the application and everywhere. But, um, it, I mean, there's nothing that we can do to control it. There absolutely is not. And, and people say, well, you know, can the residency be another month of the year? And that's, that's the biggest question that we get about the residency, believe it or not. And the thing is, is we plan this years in advance and reserve the house and the NPS is, is so nice to even let us, let us have the, the housing at all when, when they've got a you know, house staff the rest of the year, but um, there's no, you know, there's no way to get around it. And as you all know, the artists, take, what is it called? Preparedness uh, classes, disaster preparedness classes. But Matthew and Julie went so far beyond, so, so far beyond what was expected or anybody would ever do. They really reached out to the community. They helped the community. They helped the park. They were on it. They went back and had an exhibit the next April. And Mm -hmm. uh, they really, I mean, just there's not an, enough I can thank them for about, about that. So I know. It, was
1: really it was well received. Yeah. Nice. Do you guys still do, do your art thing in Santa Fe with the, there was like the pop-up van kind of thing with the art van. I'm just going off of my memory here, but the, there was like a art thing you guys were doing in Santa Fe. You know what I'm talking about, right? No, I don't know. But there was like a, I don't yeah, know. you I've You're... run
4: an uh, art gallery out of an old uh, 1970 bread truck. and an Yes. That shows contemporary art from uh, New Mexico-based artists. And uh, it's been 10 years that we've been doing that. And that uh, continues during COVID. Of course, there's challenges, but uh, we're adapting and uh, continuing that. That's been... Oh,
1: that is so cool. That is so cool. Because I love that. I, I think... You know, the art has to go in all kinds of ways. And um, I'm well, glad you're still doing that.
6: Before COVID started, we had begun a new
1: project that also involved traveling. We were
6: working on a border project about the border wall. The so-called border wall, and uh, from San, from San Diego all the way to Brownsville, Texas. Oh, but, uh, but of course, COVID was the disaster that got in the way of that one, and and we could we we couldn't stay quite on mission down at the border due to COVID. It was just it was bigger than the hurricane. It really did sweep us off course for that project, and we hope to get back to it. But it it it's part of the flow, like. Um, what Paula and Cormac are talking about, you know, are experiencing too. is like, or maybe all of us really taking opportunities to travel and use our practice as artists and writers to really bring something back to the communities to that we live in and the world at large to really appreciate these unique places and what they really mean and hold for all
1: of us. Oh, I love what you just said. I think that is so true I think and going to these natural places actually also buffers through these you know disasters these climate disasters you know there's they but we keep putting houses in places but anyway I didn't I don't want to get on that I'll (laughs) I've tried to behave but um, I want to bring on Danessa Chan and Gavin Mulvey both of them were also in Dry Tortugas right after you and Uh, Danessa is an amazing filmmaker, nature photographer. And Gavin, like, he's the dude who knows what to happen when a hurricane happens or anything. Like, you know, if you want (laughs) to climb a mountain, go call Gav, right? Um, He is incredible. And both of them, um, and just, you know, we've had you on the show a few times. And um, honestly, your work there was so magnificent of the beauty of the nature and um just even hearing i I mean just your journey there was beautiful from our conversations and the work that came out of that and um just you know knowing you over social media over time and even when i got kicked off facebook because someone hacked me i didn't do it it wasn't me saying anything (laughs) bad um I just watched you know, the work you did with whales, and um, hmm. you, you know what I'm talking about with that. And um, just as, a, as really, you understand that natural world, the two of you. And um, is Thank that you. why, and welcome back, um, is that why you decided to do dry tortugas? I mean, the two of you are a team. It seems like you can go anywhere in the world from the Arctic to New Zealand, where you're calling in from now. In a yurt, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I mean listen, we got New Zealand, Australia, Ireland, uh, we got Santa Fe, we got Hawaii, and Shannon is in Florida. I mean, and we're in Lubbock, Texas. So, I mean, we've got we got the world covered today. But uh yeah, Denessa, I mean, what led you guys to do this? Um, I
7: found out about the residency the year, just found out about it, I think within 24 hours of the deadline. So I just put together the best proposal I could at that point. Um, I didn't actually know Gav yet at that point, And so I applied mm. with a friend and it was just too, uh, it was too last minute and she didn't quite get her materials in a time. Um, so we were selected as finalists, but obviously Matthew and Julie <laughs> were the artists for that year. Um, and so it was on our radar since then. And I said, okay, I'm just going to keep applying until this happens. And I'll just uh, improving my materials, you know, um, that's exactly what I did Uh, been on my radar and I was just really thrilled to go there Um, not only because the National Parks Arts Foundation was so wonderful and because the park itself um, looked so mesmerizing with its turquoise waters and um, Mm. the opportunity to photograph and film not only above ground but I mean above water but also underwater and um, to, to do astrophotography at night because the, there's just pretty much no light pollution since it's um, it pretty much in the, in the middle of the Gulf of Mexico between Florida and Cuba. Um, but also, in addition to that, it fit perfectly um, on a book that I'm working on called Islands of Majesty and... Um, I hadn't really visited... Um, an ecosystem quite like that so it was something really wonderfully unique and beautiful to include in the book and I wanted to also bring awareness um, to that ecosystem because part of my mission through my photography and film work is to raise awareness and resources for the ecosystems and species that I'm photographing or filming Mm -hmm. Um, so I I donate for example 50% of everything that I bring and all the money I bring in um, to benefit that just info so that get a sense of feeling with our environment
1: because I think that's something that um, we all the. Hmm. It's, it's important, I think. You know, when you when you think about what you're doing, is you know this this is an environment like a fragile environment where all of you were in, in Loggerhead Key, and it's important that people see what is pristine if it's untouched and it's still touched. You know, a little bit like. You know, I've I've got to say, uh, you know, when you look at Paula and, uh, you know, Carter, what you guys showed was, you know, there's, there's still that touch of human hands somewhere. You know, you did that with your work to let us show that. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, I want to bring in Gav, Gav going there for you. What was, I mean, obviously, you know, Vanessa wants to go there for you. You did some crazy stuff out there to make the filming happen. This, I remember there was like you you created your own kites and things to make things happen for filming. Is Gav there? Oh. Hi. Hi. there? Hi. you <laughs> there? We're getting there. Oh, I don't know if you're there. I can hear you. Okay, are you there. Yeah, I was just going to say when you were there on the island, you did some crazy things in regards to making some of the filming work you know, for Danessa with, you, like, created kites. I remember yeah. from that conversation you, like, created a whole other filming technique, almost. like Yeah, it's
8: actually an, an old filming technique from before drones were around, and um, drones aren't allowed there in the National Park, so it just worked perfectly to wander around with a kite with a wee camera on it and get some different angles and got a cool shot of a, um, a tuna ball looking straight down from above. Mm. Um, in the good shot of the lighthouse.
1: Did you have a good time while you were there? Yeah, Did it was great. Like it? Were you glad you went? Well, you've been all over the world. You you were like, okay, I'll go. <laughs> yeah, know? it's
8: um, a bit of a change of a uh, change of scenery for me, though. Different to sort of mountains and snow and cold places or deserts. So that was great. Yeah,
1: yeah. And so, are you from New Zealand? Yes. Ah, okay, man. New Zealand's gone through all kinds of like climatic things going on with our earthquakes and things but you make good yeah, wine a... <laughs> <laughs> just...
8: yeah it's been a lot going on the last few years
1: oh, oh I'm so i hope i hope everything turns out good but it seems like you guys even through covid got through it quicker than the rest of the world you know so um, yeah and... we
8: only had um sort of a month or two and then we're back to normal so
1: yeah I'm you pretty, guys... luck- pretty lucky yeah. I'm glad to hear that. Glad to hear that. Um, I want to go over to Shannon. Sh- oh, and I want to say in between time, so Vanessa and Gav were there, and then there was also the mother-daughter team, Beth Williams and Haley Williams, and um, they're not able to make it today. And uh, Haley's off traveling, and and uh, not traveling, but doing her schooling and all kinds of things. And they were amazing. I mean, this is a mother-daughter team, and Nancy, you and I know what it's like traveling together. And you know, it, it to go on an you island. You guys is say a, more, yeah. Mother daughter team going on an island and that kind of situation. I, don't um, know. I give hats off to them doing that. As both, you know, because Haley writes and she's an amazing poet, and her Mom's an amazing painter. They did an amazing amazing work from that and you can see uh you know check out not just see but listen to the interview on uh, nationalparktraveling.com to keep up with that and then uh going from there was carl Stovland and shannon torrance they were known as the uh flying tortuga brothers and we have shannon here which we're so glad to bring you back on the show shannon Welcome your third time on here.
0: Uh, <laughs> Thank you it's so good much to have
1: you back on. At least you know I'm not under a towel this time. While we interview you <laughs> last time, it was really, really interesting. But um, you're you're in Florida, so that's yeah, correct. Yeah, how are you doing? I'm good doing at, great. I'm
9: doing doing really well.
1: Well, you cool. know about hurricanes. We talk about hurricanes. I've been so, through
9: some pretty good ones.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it, you know there is an excitement to them, right? You know, oh yeah, they have parties here. Yeah, mm-hmm. there is something parties. like parties. They is do. Whole, yeah. hurricane parties. That's why you have hurricane yeah, cocktails. You look outside, and yeah. Mama Nature goes, "Oh yeah, watch this." Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Everybody's
9: so, tough until they get a stop sign through the spleen.
1: Oh, that's. But nice. yeah, people
9: do some crazy things here when the weather gets really bad. Yeah, they, they, they want to go out. They want to see. Yeah, they want to see the wind and the rain and.
1: Yeah. Uh. Mm-mm. So what led you to be the next, you know, artist out there on the island? What well, let I, me and say, you tried twice, you know, and you got there and you guys really you and Carl really kicked butt in like, you know, we want to be the next ones. You were hardcore about it and you did. Um, but yeah, why?
9: Let me say first that um that Beth and Haley were amazing for they us be- before yeah. we before we went. We we got a lot of um helpful information from them. And they're both extremely talented. And I just want to, I know they can't be here, but um, oh, I, I just want to say thank you on the record to them because they were very, very helpful for cool. us. So um, I'm a native Floridian. Um, I traveled for about a year and a half in a truck and a travel trailer. I was sort of looking for my voice and I couldn't really find it. And when I came back to where I live in Florida, I realized how beautiful this place is, seeing it with oh. fresh eyes. And Um, I started painting landscape, landscape paintings, Florida landscape paintings. And when this popped up a couple of years ago, I thought, oh my, I had been out to Fort Jefferson before. And Mm -hmm. I thought I had never heard of Loggerhead Key, but when I saw the pictures and I did some Googling and some um, Google maps from above, I went, oh, I gotta go here. So that's what made me apply. I just felt like it suited my work. Mm And um, my sense of place.
1: Mm. Cool. That's really cool that you say that. Because mm-hmm. sometimes that's what travel's about. You realize home is where you're supposed to be. But you had to travel out to get it.
9: To see yes. it, yeah.
1: Yeah, mm-hmm. it is. There's a quote, a famous quote on it. And I can't remember. It. I, even it. I read it every day. But it hasn't <laughs> happened for me yet. But anyway, <laughs> it's really cool that you've done that. And now this is important. So most I want people to see your art. Because we've talked about your light. And your paintings, I love your art. And Nancy, we talk about Mm -hmm. your lighting, and we've actually just Mm -hmm. recently done a show just on lighting, going from being in everything. We went from Madison, Wisconsin with snow lighting to like understanding the desert. But then we have to think about Florida lighting now, actually. Um, It's different. There's the lighting, and you capture lighting um, in your painting that. it just blows my mind. You and Don Waters who does, Tanya, you know what I mean? Don, Don has that too, the lighting. I know she's, she's done other residencies, but um, everybody's got something different and beautiful. Um, going there, did it change your perspective of art of what you're doing?
9: So I think Anna kind of nailed it on the, on the head at the beginning of your um, your show, um, it, the place does really exude a sense of time or uh, the passage of time. It, it does feel like you could be in a different time period when you're there. Um, it, it, it impacted my work because I looked closer at the movement of water and clouds. The light there is very, very clean because basically the reflections on the clouds and um, the atmosphere is reflect, reflected light off the water. So, very mm. clean light and the water. I was mesmerized by the water, of course. Everybody that's been there knows that. It's just something mm. to behold, really. Mm. Um, but it's impacted my work And something about settling down and paying attention and uh, capturing the details small um, and working quickly. I did 18 paintings on the island while I was there in huh. 30 days, which is pretty miraculous. That's being pretty Hundred degrees, you know, mm. but um, yeah, I started That's putting people and things into the art. Um, so yeah, it changed mm. my work completely.
1: Mm. Mm. Do you think it's gonna, yeah, mm. I mean, I just think about that change is like being somewhere like that and being so immersed in it. Would you go into another experience like this, maybe not dry tortugas, but another immersive experience down the road?
9: Um. So I think the island for an artist is a proving ground. At least it was for me.
1: Mm.
9: Mm. Sort of test yourself. You test yourself against yourself. Mm -hmm. Mm. Um, And I think once you do that and you see, and you feel like you're on the right path, uh, you don't really need to do this multiple times. Um, And if you do, you can find your own, you know, your own path. But this what the NPAF does is absolutely amazing because it puts you in this place where you can come to these um, conclusions and gives you a foundation to start working from and build your confidence. And, um, you know, Nance Frank from gallery on green came out to the Island and saw the work that was created three or four days before we left. And she now carries my work in Key West and, that did so much for coming home and painting what I wanted to paint instead of painting for other people. So.
1: Oh, that's a big that's one. That's a huge difference. That's huge.
3: Yeah. It's huge. about
1: what you um, do. Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm sorry to, I'm sorry to interject, but
2: Shannon, didn't she fly a plane out and pick you guys up or something like this? What was it? I thought it was, such a such a special thing that she did. Can you tell tell us a little bit about that?
9: This is um you know, this is like things they make movies about. I, I call her I said I told her that day it was legendary. So she said she would come out to the island. Um she agreed because of COVID to let us do our talk after the um, the residency from her gallery and i thought that was just we were lucky to get that and i think she came out to see what we were going to bring back with (laughs) to see what she had signed up for (laughs) so she took a um her friends on a boat and she came out on their boat with them so it was there were three of them and they brought us brunch on a sunday
1: nice Nice. and
9: uh we had wine we all went snorkeling together and um to to take a two and a half hour boat ride out and a two and a half hour boat ride back just seemed to me people say they're going to do things in this day and age and they don't and it just it blew me away you know so mm. yeah it's something like movies are made out of I told her and it's changed my life like I said um, I've sold a lot of artwork since I left and I'm making better paintings than ever
1: wow that's like that's amazing you know that's a thing I think it becomes I think there is, whether you're an artist or not, there's a reckoning with yourself when you come to a challenge. You have to stand up or you've got to accept and you become something. And yeah. you are already something before that, but it's about the wrestling with oneself of mm-hmm. acknowledging it. Right. And that, I think that's our, our common thing of a conversation with you of of this whole experience and even the beginning of you and Carl really, you know, we're gonna do this. Not making it the first time, but reapplying again and coming in really strong. And I think that's something really important. This is a very unique opportunity for people. It's not run of the mill. It's not like, hello, we're sitting at a winery, you know, painting vineyards. This is on an island, your own island. It is playing survivor with art, you know, and (laughs) nature. And it's not playing, really. It's it's. Um, but you, I mean, to me, when you're doing art, it's like joy, you know. Yeah. So that's what I mean. It's joy with art, but in a compromising place that's different. And when you are put in a different place, you become something. You become yourself because you can't go to new places and be able to sink into a new place if you don't know yourself.
9: Now, on, day, on day three on Loggerhead Key, you suddenly realize that you are there with just one or two other people um, because we had a turtle researcher with us. But you suddenly realize, okay, it's, you're here. Um, it's not like a, a, a normal residency where there's, you know, it's these group residencies where it's a social thing. This that's why I call it a proving ground because you really do get very contemplative and uh, soul searching when you're there.
1: Mm. And so, I <laughs> want people to know about where to go to your art it's Instagram.com, Title Croft Studio. Is that, is that or do you have a website? Or? That's
9: correct. That's, that's correct. It. Seriously,
1: Titled. keep up with him, man, because his art is amazing. I want to go through everyone uh, and just touch back. Oh, but by the way, Shannon, did you take cabbage? I didn't know cabbage was the thing. I talked no, about cocktails just... before, but did you take cabbage to the island?
9: No, we 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 did take uh, romaine because we did we we did get advice that romaine would last. Um,
1: that
3: was before. me.
9: Yeah, it was you, and we did get advice, and it worked. It really did. The romaine oh. was it, it was beautiful till it ran out.
1: Oh my god. This is so funny because this is it. Like as we travel the country full time, like sometimes you're in a hotel or a bed and breakfast, and then we're in a house, cabbage. and then it's like I'll <laughs> go like this is the salad we're taking. It's got kale and cabbage, and then she gives me the look like I don't want. My butt doesn't even want it. Like, I don't, I want, don't it. want the cabbage. I, I'm just tired of it and I'm like and then we have the cans of beans and who wants the cans of beans like it just gets to this point of like this balance and that's what it's like all the time so I'm I'm like I'm just thrilled that we're not the only people but Anna I want to go to you like how does it feel listening as the first person there to all these artists that have been there after you
3: Well, it's set a bit of a precedent because Peter and I have been the guinea pigs um, in other residencies that followed on from that. We we did one in Ireland where we were the, the first artists in residence and the building had a a leaking roof and you know uh, yeah it was so so we're the ones that get there and do the underwater diving to unblock the outflow and start patching roofs and (laughs) it it actually suits us because Peter and I built our own home so we're very hands-on with tools and we like doing that stuff so it's it's almost an extension of our creativity that Mm. We, you know we can build stuff and fix stuff so um yeah
1: mm. cool and and your your work together like i was saying above and below which i love you posted a a, a clip of one of your shots of that um up on instagram yesterday
0: and yeah. we're recording
1: now everyone this is live on april 2nd um, and this is part of the Australian Parliament House Art Collection, that's got to be an esteemed thing, just like being part of the National Park Service. It like is. What Tony talks about. Yeah. yeah.
3: It is. It and is. for me, it's very interesting that um, the Australian Parliament House Art Collection has this um, US-based yeah. work as an important part of their collection, which I, I just love. Um, but, you know, they they don't just collect anybody so um it was yeah. it was really important that's thing. Awesome. so that means that it's it's showing in in parliament house intermittently where
1: people make big decisions so um can
3: yeah. they look um, at
1: nature and make decisions yeah. on nature you know yeah yeah, yeah. Do, do you think about that when you go out and film and you also do such amazing work too contemporary art like I was looking at your art last time, like, Oh my god, you have you you feel Egyptian and ancient to me like ancient uh-huh. like ancient like i mean old like like good stuff, you know, not like yeah. I'm not calling you an old lady I'm calling like ancient good stuff, you know your work is... Well, it's automatic
2: pilot, Even though it's contemporary,
1: you know? I, I know, yeah, contemporary Australian, yeah. but I'm like, you're ancient,
3: <laughs> you know? Yeah, well, I, I'm, I'm really interested in history and landscape. Mm. And my dream machine would be if I could stand anywhere on the planet and sort of drill down through time and see what has been in that place and the changes over time. Mm. That's, you know, I would love to be able to do that. All around the world, because I'm sure they'll invent a machine like that one day. But there yeah. will be
1: one. There will be one.
3: AI is right there for you. It's waiting. Yeah, they have it, as you as you, yeah, sorry, as you said, if people want to check out, there's are a few clips on on Vimeo, and it's just Anna Glynn, and mm-hmm. also on Instagram, it's Anna Glynn underscore artist.
1: Yeah, Oops. Anna is A N N A. G L Y. She's got two ends on the Anna and two ends on the Glynn. There you go. She's a double inner. That's it. Yeah. That. No, but it's so cool that you went over and you know from Australia. I mean, Tanya, come on. That's like awesome. Like you're gonna do this NPAF residency in a unique, crazy. This is a crazy residency, right? You know it. It is. It and is then she comes over pretty. from Australia, and you're like. Hello, well. <laughs> like Oi, as I would say, from my England times. We could
2: not pass them up for sure. Um, so I don't, I don't, I know this is a this is a strange little story, but it is it is one that stays in my mind. Um, Anna, um, are you allowed to
3: talk about? Uh, can you talk about the visitors that showed up in the middle of the night? Yeah, I wasn't sure that? whether I was meant to mention that um, on our oh. second morning. Oh we, yeah. Um, We had a knock on the door and um, there was a a guy, well, there's two guys at the door and one could speak a little bit of English um, and he was sort of beckoning to us. And so we, we, you know, we followed him and there was 28 Cuban migrants or refugees. I'm not sure what you call them that had arrived in the middle of the night. And, um, wow. So we, you know, used the walkie-talkie and and let national parks know that um, we had visitors. And then we got milk and, uh, you know, not cabbages, but biscuits and things to feed them and water. Um, And we we had to entertain them for a few hours. And my husband's um, a good singer and he's in a few choirs, so he actually knew some Cuban folk songs. So we were all sitting... Sitting under the trees with Peter standing up, <laughs> serenading them, and they were singing along. That's funny. And then they gave him Cuban money at the end of the song.
1: Oh my god. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> oh no, yeah. are you kidding me? That's yeah. a tip. I remember But it- you know, you,
3: you have to think of the big picture because part of that Very my much. thing with the place was the migration. You know, I was talking about the birds before. So the island is an important part of human migration as well. So mm-hmm. changing people's lives as they, uh, you know, attempting to go to a, a, a new country. So, you know, the, the, the layers of stories and histories that are just embedded
1: in that tiny little island, you know, pirates, all sorts of stuff. It's just amazing. Cool it is pretty cool though i mean the history of that island there's a natural beauty but the history i mean so many people came there you know so many people stopped and did stuff and and it's like you could write books forever on just when i when i could see i mean and you guys lived it and you're standing in the place where people did stop off and pirates and people were doing immediately i mean that story is incredible and I think there's something important also on this whole thing. People's DNA, like, do you guys find this, like, as being, you know, artists in nature? Animals and birds come back to the same place every year. Mm. They know, even if they weren't born there, to go there. It's part of their DNA, and I feel that with people. I'm not trying to be political, but I, I just feel... That we have that too, and and again, not being political, but I'm just saying there's this thing that happens, and like I, I
3: think we have that, but as humans, yeah. we're cynical and skeptical of 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 that within ourselves we recognize it within animals that you know that they can travel thousands of miles and find the same swampland and wetland to you know mm-hmm. have their their babies and where I live here we've got eels in the creek and they swim a couple of thousand of miles to mate and then their babies come back up the creek but we don't kind of acknowledge that in ourselves as humans or trust that we have that ability. We sort of see it as like science fiction or something really hippie or out there, which yeah. I, it's really, it's a, it's a strange thing that we impose on ourselves.
1: When you are out on an island like, you know, Loggerhead, do those, are you, that's where you get to not be bombarded with, I mean, at this point, especially now, I think this is why this residency is so crucial for an artist is that, you know there's there's art like whether you're writing music or painting like some artists and musicians will go into their person that like if they'll listen to music that they want to to create a certain album and then that album or that in person that person is that they're listening to is going to now direct their album because they're influenced so much by it so now you're not creating could be influenced and now you're you screwed up your your stuff in a way so when you go on an island and, like, you don't have social media, you're, you're off, off, off of the grid, basically, that you are at the purest form of what you can do. Did you find that, Anna, for you when you were there?
3: Yeah, I, I think so. I think the isolation and being away from distraction and being able to literally immerse yourself You know, because you're you're in the water because it's so hot that I'm not sure if all the other um, artists and residents that came after did the same thing as us, but hung out underneath the pier in the middle of the day because that was the only way you could stay cool. So you just bob around in the water. Um, Hmm. Yeah, it's it's a it's a strange it's a strange thing to be away from everyone and to know that the rest of the world exists, but you are apart from it. But, you know, we, you, we had the walkie-talkie so you know you kind of know that you you can you're not
1: dead you're not you're not like often like you're not going to die in the you're not on a walkabout in the desert in australia not knowing where you're going like you you still have help you have help so Paula and and carter when you were there i mean did you hang out under the pier with a cabbage
0: (laughs) (laughs) you know we we left all our cabbage at home
1: really good (laughs)
0: <laughs> we had a strict we, no cabbage policy out there there it is <laughs>
5: <laughs> well, we focused more on bringing like dry and canned goods and stuff that would not expire i think the only vegetables we brought were a bag of kale a lot of carrots and onions
1: oh cabbage yeah well, yeah because they can they can do a lot, so for you guys, like did you feel that that i like I know you go out into nature and do a lot of filming, I mean, and your film work was amazing, did you feel like that like we're talking about that no influence, just film what's there and really get that source because what you did, I thought was amazing too, with structured growth where you showed. Okay, we still have growth here, even though it's desolate, right? Like you, you still showed it. I mean, that was this interesting. Like the land will still take us over in one way, and at the same time, what are we doing to the land? You, you brought it. Like that film, it's six minutes, and it will <laughs> make you think, you know, and make you admire the beauty of nature and the strength of her. So, like going there. Did you feel like you're totally, and do you go like that with, you know, when you go out to film, do you clean your head of everything and just look at what's going, or are you going with the, I'm doing this? Let Let me just get down to that, because to me, like, filming what you film, I, I'd i be like, I want to get everything,
5: <laughs> you know? Um, well, for Dry Tortugas was kind of, in a way, our first taste of off-grid, serious filmmaking, because though oh. we had started Habitat Productions before, it wasn't that long before, and we had filmed one state park, and we had just like kind of filmed, but Dried Tortugas was our first real experience, where we like really submerged into a location, so it was a, a, a big learning experience for us and to, for us it was very life-changing as well because I remember coming out of Dry Tortugas with this new found sense of, um, of we're really committed to wildlife film like this is exactly what we need to be doing and we just felt very connected to what we were doing like it, it was just the right thing and then out of from that we decided to do a feature film our first feature film, which is called The Wild Connection, you can see it. It's on Amazon Prime. Oh, so, uh, oh, I'm gonna watch it. And with that project, we we traveled to five different state parks, and we very much wanted to keep that uh, that sense of we're off grid, we're in the land, we worked with a bunch of parks, and they let us stay in the park with our RV for a month, so it was kind of an imitation of character to us, in a way, because we got to live for a whole month in these beautiful parks, like Okefenokee, like you said.
1: Oh, where, dude, cool. Um, yeah, that was amazing,
5: Okefenokee, So I'm so sorry, beautiful. but
1: it's been like a bucket list since i was a little kid and living in africa wanting to go there so like like i'm still like <laughs> mad at myself for not being there but we'll you get have there. to go it's beautiful
5: that's one of the best places we visited and that was definitely it wasn't off grid but we were also disconnected from wi-fi and then we went to antelope island in utah which was totally oh. off grid off a generator no wi-fi nothing for a whole month with crazy heat of like 120 degrees sometimes in the Mm. middle of July but all these experiences I feel were kind of mitigated and they were made easier because we had gone through dry tortugas which is so intense really it's kind of a crazy experience because you have to make your water you have to make sure your electricity lasts the whole day you have to make sure you're safe because you're alone Um, Mm. and then when you're filming you're out We filmed a lot, Carter filmed so much underwater. We scuba dived while we were there. We brought air tanks. He brought his BCD and uh, a lot of it was just really out there in the ocean. So
1: you guys learned your stuff. You learned, you learned, but these are tools. These are tools to fuel you forever, you know, being like that. I want to ask you is what what you both do filming nature and Nancy and I have talked about this for years. And going through Africa and filming, and Nancy filming, and knowing friends filming. um, There's a thing about filming wildlife and just sitting back and waiting. And and even now, like the Audubon Society and everyone's saying, stop playing like stop playing bird noises to the birds. You know what I mean? There's this whole thing where people are always trying to make the wildlife in wild. They're in a wild land. Make move towards their camera, basically. So can you speak on that a little bit of what you do? Because it's like, there's a responsibility, I think, to our natural world, if we're there filming them, to stand back and take well, back patience.
0: There's, there's this huge ethical question with wildlife filmmaking in what impact the filmmaker is actually having on their subject matter. Mm-hmm. So... You know, there is this observer effect and the potential to alter their behaviors in ways that you don't want to. And wildlife filmmaking in the past has really come from putting animals, dead animals with m&ms in their carcasses, to get like fakery. I mean, the amount of fakery in wildlife films is unbelievable but the patience of it and getting out there and doing it right in an ethical way is like similar to hunting almost that you don't want to be detected and you're trying to Mm -hmm. track these animals. So it's, there's definitely a ethical question about what you're imposing there and finding the animals in a way that does not alter their behavior.
1: And when you're living in their habitat, I think that's almost the best if you're doing it responsibly, like what you're doing in, in Dry Tortugas. And um, with that, I want to I want to move forward. I don't want to say everybody go to habitatproductions.org, but uh, you know, Danessa and Gav, you guys have done this around the world too. You understand what I'm talking about. This, these, these, you know, the responsibility of Dry Tortugas does come with that, and don't, absolutely don't. Don't be one of those, you know what I mean? I'm watching my language, I'm behaving. <laughs> so, um, you know what I mean? So it, that's the whole part of what you do as filmmakers is to show this beauty that people may not be able to experience, but you're not going to hurt the beauty while you do it. So tell us a little bit about that for you, going out there and, and um, how, what is the, like, what is it like? A day shooting wildlife, patience-wise, than for you guys.
7: Oh, for us! I thought you were still talking with. Okay, no, yes. No. Um, it. <laughs> it's funny hearing, um, hearing different people's experiences on the island because for for me and it it was not so different from what we normally do in terms of being out and being in the presence of wildlife so you just get really good at being still and you get really good at reading animals um because you at at the very 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 first sign of of discomfort you want to be able to back off or make a move with your own body language that signals to the wildlife that they are safe that this is their territory this is their home um so yeah you it's a skill set that you develop along the way. Um, and I think the only way you can develop it is by spending the, the amount of time necessary um, working with, with those particular animals. Um, also, we were really, really, really fortunate um, to be able to document some sea turtle research that was happening on Loggerhead Key. And that was, that was my dream <laughs> going there. Um, ahead of time and we didn't know ahead of time, whether or not there would be researchers on the island, but um, to my delight there were. And so we got a permit in order to be able to work with the sea turtles um, and document the work that was being done to research um, their um, egg laying um, and their hatching um, rates and it was it was incredible we got to go and follow two different species um, and go from surveying the nests and seeing the eggs seeing how many hatched and how many were preyed upon and how many didn't hatch and there were oftentimes there would be these little baby sea turtles who for some reason or another couldn't quite exit the nest and so the researchers would um, take them to a safe place and they would release them at a, a appropriate time of the day, um, uh, akin to what they would do in the wild. And so I got to go and photograph and film them as they were leaving the sand and entering the water. And to go from above water to underwater to just swimming out <laughs> wow. very, very far distances with them um, was just magical. And it's something that is so special. It's so rare and so few people have the opportunity to do it was just incredible. Um, but even yeah, with with them, I was very aware of how my presence might be affecting the sea turtles' decisions um, of where to go and were they you know trying were they seeing me as a potential predator and afraid. Um, so I would I would position my body so that I was never um, between them and the the open ocean. Um, uh, uh, except there was a certain point when one of the sea turtles got confused and started heading back into land. And I was like, uh, should I intervene? Should I not? So <laughs> I kind of <laughs> photographed and filmed them from the side. And you can see, um, you can actually see a split, a split level um, photo of the historic lighthouse in the background and the sea turtle. Oh, underneath. I know what you're in my hair. Um, but then, thankfully, the sea turtle decided. Oh wait, I'm going the wrong direction, and it, it went out. Um,
1: yeah, but- it's so wild because, like, you know, it's, filming nature is so important, and it's like this land. Like, and then you think about everyone going into parks that just want to go with their cell phone, or you know what I mean. It's like it, it's like we have to balance that off, and and that's why I wanted to bring it up about people also going into parks on a daily basis, and what are we doing, playing bird sounds and bird things and sounds and like, hey, let me tap this to make an animal look around um, to have that awareness. Uh, Julie and Matthew, I wanted to bring you back on with that because you guys have also traveled a lot with what you do with your work, and you have this amazing observation and how you put the art together, but this observation of the small things, and I think that's something that a lot of us could really learn in life is observing like every little part of nature with what your your work is, what you do. yeah right. it,
4: for us, I think it was really special to be um, in one small area for an extended period of time like that and without you know email social media news anything but um the rhythm of the sun coming up and going down and the tides and um and it allowed us to do that deep looking into what little tiny things are crawling in the sand or uh what the tide brings in each day we would walk you know the
1: that would be your news. Perimeter. It was like, this is the tide. <laughs> this is the tide, is the news. Yeah. Yeah.
4: <laughs> yeah. yeah.
1: Well, I think that's a beautiful point that you're
6: making, Lisa, is that attention to the small and the intimate. And for me, as a poet, like the beauty of that mm. is the microcosmic. Element of the small and the kind of isomorphic or fractility of the small, and how you know Blake, of course, said it best of the world being in a grain of sand, but really we're all standing on the shoulders of giants, and the spirit there is similar, which is that there's so much, um, you know, to if if we do, as Matthew says, spend time looking really looking deeply what do we see and how does the intimacy of that experience awaken us to a world that is really frankly infinite, you know, and um, how then can we express that to draw people in, to share that experience in a way that is inspiring and insightful and healing really. And when you're doing it in nature, uh, it's healing for the, for the planet as well as for the soul. And there's a certain beauty also there of that kind of um, intimacy of exchange that we're having this very small personal experience. But in the meantime, really trying to surrender to the practice as a, as a healing, you know, and a, and a song really for the planet.
1: Hmm. my gosh. Damn. I don't even want to talk. I don't have nothing to say after that. (laughs) Damn it. (laughs) I know Nancy's like, good. She'll shut up for a while now. damn it <laughs> that's beautiful yeah, yeah. that's beautiful that's true it's really true it's really true shannon you being out there i mean you got to think about everyone's been there like a few years before you you're the the most recent one you and carl and you went out there with paint and yeah. like let me plein air paint <laughs> <laughs> i'm just saying <laughs> That's so,
9: um, ants, sand, yeah. wind, stun, everything was against you. Um, the paint's drying too fast or it's drying too slow with You'd the humidity. Shake. Yeah. I would paint until about noon.
1: You took oils or acrylic?
9: I, I took acrylics.
1: Okay. Oh, um, see, you can't. <laughs> well, you can't do oil either. I know, that's why it's interesting. Okay, sorry.
9: That's okay. Go ahead. Um, I took... Um, I took golden acrylics and I would paint until about noon. And then on my way back to the keeper's house, I would sort of scout another location for the next day. And then I would finish the painting um, on the porch. And if it poured, which it did, for about a week while we were there because um, we had we had a hurricane pass um, I would paint on that porch which I slept on the porch because I slept outside most of the time we were there about half the time we were there
1: oh nice
9: um, so my studio my I called it the porch studio and where I slept so I could be sort of immersed even more into nature so mm. you wake up in the middle of the night and yeah. you can see that sky and, oh yeah. Um, yeah. and are a way for people that see the paintings or purchase the paintings um, to feel that place or if, or if that place resonates with them, it's like they get to keep that too. So it's funny, I'm, I send work to like Maine and uh, Vermont and Oklahoma and these really strange places, but people really love the Keys and the islands and the nature that exists there and they can be divers or sailors or and you know they say they send me little notes when they get the piece oh i framed it i hung it at the bottom of my stairs so i can see it before i go to work every day you know so nice it's a it's a bit of nature in their busy lives
1: Oh, that's nice. That's that's a great way to end this. Um, and I know we've, we've, we've run over time because it's just so cool what you guys all did. Um, really, I hope you guys all go into another adventure like this. And it is like Survivor with art, not Survivor the TV mm-hmm. show, but it is like Survivor the TV show, but with art and not the stupid, like, you know, n- kill each other on a contest thing. But um, it it is amazing, and Tanya, I have to bring you back on this. I mean, look at look at this. <laughs> Listen to this. I mean, it's amazing <laughs> what you have created with the National Parks Arts Foundation. You've got to be like pretty darn thrilled about what is going on in the world with this residency, because it is oh, I
2: really am. Yeah, and. I mean, I hate to say it, but really, the heavy lifting is done by the artists. Um, so I can be as thrilled as I want, but I'm not really the one doing the artwork.
1: Oh,
2: <laughs> no, <laughs> but honestly, the, they really-
1: <laughs> they, I mean, this is something that goes on and on. That's why I say about the arts, it's always just goes on and on. It's like the thing that keeps giving and, and it's up to us to accept it into our lives and also keep supporting the arts. Because if we don't have the arts, oh, we, yeah. else, we suck. <laughs> As a society. Already <laughs> so, <laughs> well, dead. <then I> <laughs> no, well, that's true. We do. We suck without the arts. But, oh, I, I wish we could talk more and more with you all. Because, But, like, obviously we can't. But thank you all for joining us. I want to make sure we go back through everyone and get everyone's website out. So Anna Glynn over in Australia. It's com. It's A-N-N-A-G-L-Y-N-N.com. She's got two ends on both sides. But Anna, thank you so much for calling in from Australia. And I hope you go on another residency somewhere so we can follow you. Yeah, well, I'm, I'm meant to be
3: in uh, 250 kilometers north of the Arctic Circle in Lapland, but that's been postponed.
1: Oh, well, please keep wow. us posted. Anything yeah. you do, you call us. Like seriously. I will. Thank you. Please and lovely to chat with everyone.
3: I wish if we could all meet and I'd like to invite you all to my place for a cup of tea. I
1: wanna go like why can't why can't we all like we need to have like a real like I don't know but Tanya, can't can't you have like a party at the island just for one night? <laughs> hey, you
4: know,
1: <laughs> Do it in Santa Fe, come on. I, know, I know Matthew <laughs> Matthew and Julie know how to throw a party in Santa Fe, right? They've got a pop-up bread wagon. The best wagon. Uh,
2: that's true, too. That's come true, on. Too. <laughs> yeah,
1: but then again, Paula and Carter are in Ireland, and who knows how to throw a party? Ireland. We'll bring some whiskey. <laughs> That's yeah. it. go. You know. Come on, everyone. HabitatProductions.org. Go check out. Everyone's art here is phenomenal. Like, what they do is phenomenal. I mean it. Please go check it out. HabitatProductions.org. What they're doing is amazing. Beautiful. You make me just, like, want to be better and better at what I do. So thank you both you. Both uh, Paula and Carter, and also Anna. The photography, the photography you put up, Anna, with the shark in the background of the fish. What's what what are those yellow fish, by the way? What oh, are those? Oh, I can't.
3: Oh, it was a very simple little name. Um, and Peter's not here to tell me what it was. But that that was lovely because the the little fish. I didn't see the shark. Peter didn't tell me about it. So I was I was filming the little yellow fish and feeling and very safe. And and all of the fish all of this these fish just, you know, swam past en masse and I thought, oh, something's happening. And it was only later when I was downloading the video and checking it and he went, Oh yeah, I forgot to tell
1: you. <laughs> 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 safety first oh, oh, that's funny i love that i love that that's the best that is the best oh my god i love that all right so uh danessa chan and gavin mulvey you keep up with danessa go to danessa chan com. that's d-e-n-e-s-a dot photography.com have i got that right danessa oh
7: actually there's a new one it's just oh. danessa I thought I'd simplify it and I got the URL. So it's just dot And hey. also, um, if you love Loggerhead Key and nature, you might really love Amara, The Song of the Whales, oh. which is a feature-length documentary mm-hmm. that happened... Um, I was asked to be the um, underwater cinematographer and swim with humpbacks. Um, but that happened directly because of this residency. So I really? cannot thank you enough. Yes, wow. because um, the filming that I did on the island, I just was doing it for myself to explore and to, you know, show people and help help us all connect. And then that ended up being um, the basis for my work sample that I showed to producer and director and and they they loved it and we all hit it off and that took me on this whole other journey so yeah check out amara the song of the whales as well and um, um i'll put this on my website as well um but i've started something called empathy bank um which is a way for us all to help increase global empathy levels so i won't get too much into that but um empathy levels can be changed and we can all help do that
1: oh i like that i like that i like that a lot and and amara the way that honestly i saw the beginnings of what was happening and and um beautiful and i sent it to people actually the link to that um oh yeah no i sent it to we were doing a show of um it's a peace garden in washington and they were talking about the whales going by i was like well you need to know about this because they actually ring a bell and the whales come by at that time with the bell. Anyway, it's weird. Oh, wow. It has that to do with beautiful. this music of, and I'm like, you need to know this. And anyway, um, it's a spirit garden. I'll send you the link to them because I sent oh, yes. them the link to you. So oh. I'll send that to you. But it's like, it was so cool. I was like, you need to know. Um, oh, thank you. But awesome what you're doing. You're always just this enlightening being. And thank you, Gab, for <laughs> joining us too and and doing film <laughs> cameras and kites and all kinds of things that you do. It's amazing. Uh, Julie and Matthew, um, is chasedaniel.com the best place for everyone to keep up with you? Yeah
6: you're asking lisa appreciate it yep chase and of course matthew is the co-creator of axel contemporary which is at axelart.com
1: that's, that's it bar. that's what i wanted axel that's that's the, the 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 art wagon that that's goes right. around and
4: Axel contemporary axelart.com a-x-l-e-a-r-t and if you go to the chase there's a link there to a button for Julie and Matthew collaborations, and that's where you can see our new cyanotype, large scale cyanotypes of the border wall project that we were working on. I want to. This time last year. Yeah, we, doing- we
1: want to connect with that. On that, we lived on the border, you know, in Arizona and San Diego, and we lived right over the border. We'd love to connect further with you on that.
4: Yeah, have a look at it. It's. Uh, yeah,
1: you I'm guys sure. rock. You guys rock, and we'll see you when we come back through Santa Fe again because we're going. We're tanya i'm making plans right now to go to fort union you know that like
6: oh beautiful stay in touch oh with you. Love to see you.
4: yeah yeah <laughs> give us a call when you're coming through
1: we will but tanya we're gonna do Fort before Ta- uh, union you know it's a it's a listen if npaf is somewhere and we're going there on our or, like if we have to do a detour we're Good. doing it because, like, you know, and Fantastic. Listen, Fort Union is one of the places, like Chaco. We went to Chaco, uh, Aztec Ruins. We haven't been to Hawaii or Dry Tortugas yet. Like, we still think you should let us be like the artisan residents for a month <laughs> you know <laughs> apparently we have to still run a business i want so. to do you know but like, well then you run our business while we do dry tortugas does that work for you oh I, of-
2: I want to be an artist in residence also but
1: hey i need to
2: um do a shameless plug here real quick really quickly um the uh, i just want everybody to know that for this year 2021 we have our latest the latest deadlines that we've ever had, and they are on April fifth. So, um, you know, we we pushed it back, and because of COVID, we're not um, we're not getting as many applicants as, as usual. But um, it's in uh, you know just a few days. So I needed to say that, and I especially just want to thank the Park Service, the National Park Service, at Dry Tortugas again. Hmm. So. Thank
1: you. Absolutely. Everybody get off your butts. Just do it. You know what? I think COVID <laughs> has taught us all one thing live your life. So if you're an artist of all realms art, right? Filmmaking, poetry, music, pottery, textiles, I mean, you name it, painting, you know, do it. Apply. Go challenge your life. If you've been in COVID land and stuck in an apartment for an entire year, you need to go on an island. That's and what it, I'm saying. Just it's saying. totally
4: COVID safe out there. There's it no is. COVID on the island.
1: And you get coconuts. <laughs> you may get a hurricane. But who cares? You get an island. <laughs> and you get to create without social media ding, 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 dings in your life. Who doesn't want a month without any ding, ding, dings? I don't. I want it. I would love it. I want it, Shannon. Did you love not being around ding, ding, ding notifications on your phone and ding, ding, dings on your computer? I mean, it's got to be amazing. Hard at first, but nice. I know you liked it. Well, no, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> not. All right. Well, anyway, everyone, thank you for joining us. Uh, everyone, keep up with the National Parks Arts Foundation, go to nationalparksartsfoundation.org. And we're going to close with the song, Underwater, Above Water from Makana. I know this is from his album. I'm... Are you back, Shannon? Did you just come back? Did I hear that?
9: I made it back.
1: <laughs> I yeah. made it back. Okay. I just <laughs> wanted to say, was it good to be on the island without ding, ding, ding notifications on your phone yeah. or, or computer?
9: It was, it was, it was absolutely, it was probably the most amazing artist experience of my life so far. And it's going to, uh, it's going to last a lifetime.
1: See, it's worth getting him back on the line. <laughs> so here it is, <laughs> Instagram.com <laughs> slash title uh, Croft Studio. Keep up with Shannon on Instagram. Thank you all so much. National Parks Arts org is your website. Keep up with us at Big Blend radio.org we do our first friday show is always dedicated to arts in the parks and so keep up with us there and uh here we're going to play underwater above water uh from makana and you can keep up with makana this is from his album a hawaii interlude i know it's not dry tortuga's music but tanya is in hawaii and it is a you know underwater above water and that goes with ana's whole amazing piece. So there it is. So maconamusic.com. Keep up with them there. Thank you all so much for joining us.